0: Nice. No today, feels like. Yeah, nice and fast Sunday. Nice. Everyone's right. out of town. Apparently. Uh, welcome to Cutest Conversations with Bill and Dan, episode 53 for September 4th, 2011. I am Bill Wadman. And I am Dan Gottesman. You're getting better at that every single day, you get more excited. It's fun.
1: Do you actually work on it during the week? I don't. I think that's the secret. You can't work on it because then it doesn't feel right. You just, just gotta, wing it. Just got to nail it. Like, yeah. first take. Boom.
0: Hey, Dan, you have... Yeah, Bill. Used, What's up? You, you've used a Macintosh forever. I have used a Macintosh forever. Like, so, for, since forever. So, when did you start uh, using t- a two-button mouse? Jeez. Um,
1: that's a good question. I uh, I don't know. Sometime in the late 90s. I guess. Okay. Right now, around the time when, when OS nine like started supporting them without having any special drivers or anything like that.
0: What, what was it before that the mouse, the these, the hardware manufacturers made drivers?
1: Well, yeah. In the, in the early days, um, before OS 10 in the, in the nineties, um, if you wanted to have a multi, a multi button mouse, uh, you needed to, you know, the, the, the mouse manufacturer had to, basically give you a driver for it and then you had to tell it what you wanted it to do you have to understand though um i don't know if you know this but prior to i'm gonna guess mac os 8.5 or 8.6 prior to that um the mac os didn't have contextual menus right uh so so the concept of right clicking that we all sort of know you know know and love didn't really exist um before that on the mac Yeah. yeah so so Certain, don't get me wrong. Other, you know, there were definitely applications out there, like CAD applications, and I think some of the Adobe stuff, maybe too, um, that had support for, you know, another button if your mouse happened to have one. But but it wasn't it wasn't as widely, um, you know, popular and, and implemented as it is now. You know, th- it wasn't ubiquitous by any means.
0: I think that that's something that people need to give Microsoft some credit for on the UI. <laughs> side of things, you know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, th- I mean, there's a lot of little things like that that I think that people on the Mac side who constantly berate Microsoft for crappy UI, it's kind of like, actually, they've come up with a number of things that you guys have brought over to the Mac, too, you know? It's true. It it's goes both ways.
1: True. I think you're right. Um, um, although so that, yeah. I am happy to say that I'm, you know, that we, the the old school, one of the, you know, first, whatever you want to call it, volley in a, in a Mac versus PC flame war would almost always have something to do with the number of buttons on the mouse. Sure. Um, And I'm happy to say that that's that's not, you know, people aren't saying that anymore. Because that always got on my nerves. It's like, whatever, dude. Come on. Yeah. Get over it.
0: Yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, And it's funny because even the current Apple mouse, the, uh, well, I guess no, the new one is the Magic Mouse. I think you're right. Magic Mouse. My mother has a Mighty Mouse, maybe? Mm Mm-hmm. Would she have that for, like, a two- or three-year-old computer? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and you actually—it's funny. There is a right click, but you can't have any other fingers on the mouse when you try to click on the right hand side. Like if you just have your hand rested on the mouse and you press down on the right hand side, it doesn't work. You have to like lift everything off.
1: Well, not and everything. Press. The the on the on the, the the mouse that you're talking about, on the Mighty Mouse, um, the 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 the, the sens- it has got a little sensor underneath the the sort of under the the skin of the. At the top of the mouse, and it's not that big, so it's not like you have to like you know remove your entire hand. And no, 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 but
0: you have to lift your left finger up.
1: You do have to be a little more conscious about where your fingers are, and I have definitely seen a fair share of people you know confused by that. that Yeah, that don't get it.
0: It was confusing to me, and it's it's funny. And I also tended to do the like the buttons on the side, the pinch.
1: Oh my god, I hate those things, man! I turn those off like first chance I get. I don't know if you remember this, but in the old days when that. When that, when that mouse first came out, like in the mid-2000s, uh, and I guess the first OS to sort of embrace them was 10.4, um, by default, like you pull a new iMac out of the box and it came with the magic mouse or whatever the hell they were calling it, or maybe I think it was a super mouse at the time, I don't remember, anyway, and it had those side buttons. They they mapped that to like dashboard or expose or something like yeah. that, you know, because that mm-hmm. was a new that's, feature. That's
0: exactly what they did.
1: And, you know, I'm sitting there. I grabbed the mouse, and I'm not even... I didn't even do anything. I just literally... Just the act of grabbing the mouse from the sides, you know, invokes, you know, yep. whatever, expose. And I'm like, dude, that is not cool. I'm not going to... that You know, for me, it's the same thing. I don't know if you uh, feel this way. Um, another sort of user interface, you know, pointing device innovation that just does not work for me is uh, tap clicking on a trackpad.
0: Oh, I hate that.
1: Because uh, here's the... Th- for me, man, it's like when I m- just move my hand to the trackpad to start using it you know just that initial You're touch clicking. it registers as a click half the time and it's like no i didn't mean to click i just wanted now, to move the mouse you know so it's yeah. like if if my first gesture to actually you know whatever you want acknowledge or interface with the the device itself and you know grabbing it essentially is registered as a as an actual action that uh that just does not work for me so i turn i, that, I turn that crap off
0: I agree. And it's funny. Yeah, that drove me nuts, the side things. I mean, I like the idea that they're there. It's just that they're almost too sensitive. I agree. Like yeah, if, it's If cool. it was that you actually had to squeeze a little bit to have it work, yeah, that would be one thing.
1: You know, it's actually kind of nifty that some folks might not realize is that um, there's actually a little, I want to say it's probably some sort of a piezo speaker inside the mouse itself. Is there that, really? That makes a little clicking sound. Yeah. Um, there's two things that you can do to make the, to make the little sp- clicking sound uh, come off or you know, sound or whatever you want to call it, to, to make the sound. Uh, one of them is pushing those two side buttons if they're assigned to something. And the other thing is the actual uh, track ball, the little scroll ball, um, makes a little clicky sound as well. It's really subtle and really quiet. Well, that um, that
0: little thing is annoying too. Uh,
1: well, unfortunately, I don't think there's any way you can turn that off. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. But I think it's kind of neat how how, how subtle it is, how quiet yeah. it is. Um,
0: my mother, she, I, I ended up giving her... I had one of those... You ever have one of those little, like, Microsoft or Logitech mice for a laptop that sort of had a USB dongle that, like, clicked onto it? I have
1: never had one, but I have definitely seen those. You know what I'm talking about,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I gave... My mother was down here bitching about how the mouse is broken or it kept getting dirty and wouldn't work. Um, like, the the little scrolly thing. Um, and she brought it in and got it replaced and then it didn't work like another 20 days later. Hmm. Um, and so I, I gave her one of those mice and that's what she was using on her iMac for, you know, the last year and a half was mm. the little travel mouse, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the whole multiple, multiple button thing. I mean, I didn't have a mouse until I wrote a blog post about this the other day. I didn't have a mouse until 1990 or 91, I guess it was that like windows three or three One. It's hmm. like a real thing. I remember that. Yeah. And uh and and they were always connected to a nine pin serial port on the cool.
1: back. Right, the the D B nine style yeah. com one. Yeah, the little D sub yep. things, yeah. Um I, I remember one so my Com if, two, COM three. <laughs> whatever it takes. Yeah. <laughs> um my uh <laughs> Wait, my was first, that a Mr. Mom reference? It was. Look That's at you nice. with your with your pop culture. I always loved that line. Familiarity, yeah. One twenty, uh, two twenty, whatever it takes. I think actually it's two twenty, 220, two twenty one. Was that what he said? I think so. I can't remember off the top of my head. Anyway. um, My first computer that I actually could call my own was uh, a a, a 286. It was a, was a a, a DOS machine, a PC. Okay. Um, You know, and it had a, it it was funny. It was, it was a Dell, but it was before Dell was as big as they got. And so the front of the case had some, it was like a generic beige box. Yeah. Um, I remember it had a cool sort of Knight Rider-like little, you know, eight-segment red LED thing that kind of flipped back and forth, like literally like like kit, you know, like Knight Rider. And um, there was a hardware keyboard command where you could do – you can hard flip it between six and eight megahertz. Of course. Which is sweet. It had either a 10 or a 20 gig – sorry, meg hard drive. Um, what well,
0: little well, turbo button is what you're talking about? It
1: didn't yeah. have the hardware turbo button you had to do it from the keyboard. Oh, wow. it was on the keyboard yeah that's I, really I, odd. yeah it was like it was like control alt like backslash or something like that, or I can't remember off the top of my head. I always wondered anymore.
0: like, why would you ever turn it down?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I get, well, I think, it, you know, I remember now, uh, there were certain games, games that, that I played that, yeah. yeah, that were just, you, you fired up and it was like, whoa, this is too, too, way too fast and unplayable. I can't do this. I need to tile it down. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Um So anyway, so we had this old, old school, you know, DOS based machine. Um And, you know, my dad obviously was a, was a, PC guy uh he got, he got a computer for work and he had an old IBM PC AT I uh, sure. use PC anywhere to dial Literally you office. could throw
0: those things <sighs> at people and Oh my god they'd still be fine on the other end Yeah I mean
1: those were some seriously My
0: father used to run his record store in Trumbull like in the other stores they did everything on like index cards like old school style Nice uh that's how they kept all their stuff all in order, and you used to look them up and then, you know, subtract them or add them, depending on whether you got them in or sold one. Uh-huh. And uh But in the Trumbull store, the, the big store in the bigger mall, they put a computer system in with Wang terminals Wang. up in front <laughs> and an IBM AT in the back room, like in, you know, 1984 or 85 or whatever it was. Sure. And I remember thinking, like, how cool the IBM AT was in the back room. I, yeah, uh, man. But you know what? It worked until 95 or whatever it is when they closed that store. Wow. So it ran for 10 years. That's amazing. You know? They knew how to build them back then, right? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, literally, that machine was a tank.
1: (laughs) Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, it was huge, too. I mean, what's interesting, I think another cool little tidbit about that sort of stuff is how those machines sort of, like, set the standard, you know? Like, the, the the choices that IBM made um, in designing those things as far as, like, where to put the slots and how to set up the bays and, you know, the overall, you know, enclosure size and dimensions and stuff like that. Yep. Those, I don't think, you know, I think those guys were the first people to really just kind of to, to do that. And they sort of set that template, which was obviously followed by many manufacturers for years and years
0: to come well especially the the at because it became the at sized motherboard right and and everything that went along with that yeah totally. absolutely with mfm um, and, and and ISA slots yep <laughs> yeah the isa slots are are. i mean and that was a i think that was a standard before ibm started using it but it became like this obvious thing that like this is the way you do things totally, totally. um Anyway, interesting. Anyway, so, yeah.
1: So, so yeah, my, my first machine was uh, was 286. And, I, you know, and occasionally I, I would nag my dad to, to, you know, to buy me a, a piece of software or a, a joystick or, you know, an accessory for the, like, whatever. And he'd, he'd either get stuff from work or, or whatever. I don't really know the details. But one day, dad came home with an old school, I want to say it was a Microsoft mouse. It had a metal ball, not a, not a rubber ball. I remember that. Metal it was a ball. Really, it was really fucking heavy. And you needed to use this, like, neoprene... Um, trackpad with it. Cause obviously, you know, metal isn't going to, isn't going to really stick to, to, you know, a wooden desk or whatever. So, you know, so there's the mouse and the trackpad. Um, and for the longest time I didn't have any software that that could use it, yeah. you know? So I finally, you know, either through a friend or maybe my dad brought it home, I can't remember, got my hands on, um, uh, auto sketch, which was, uh, like a Mac
0: paint kind of thing.
1: Uh, No, you know, I I wanted it to be like a Mac paint kind of thing, but uh, it was really more of like a super lightweight CAD type program that I want to say the guys from Autodesk, you know, makers of AutoCAD uh, made, um, which definitely had it was really close. But there was one crucial like tool that was not present, which was the fill tool, because I have this vivid memory of like sitting there with AutoSketch for the first time trying to draw a picture or something. And I made a circle, and I'm like, I want to make this circle, you know, solid red or solid black or whatever. And there's no fill tool. There's no way to make it solid. And I'm sure there was, you know, in retrospect, I'm, there must have been some other way to do it. But, you know, I'm used to, like, the, you know, the, the standard paint toolbox with, you know, like the pencil tool and the and the sure. eraser tool and the paint bucket tool and the, ara- you know, all that other stuff. And that's not how this program worked. But that was my first, you know, personal ownership mouse experience. My My first... Like, if I think back to my very first time when I really got the mouse, you're going to get a kick out of this. This is funny. It was it was with my buddy. Uh, I have a really vivid memory of this. Um, uh, my buddy Andy, his dad owned one of the original first gen Mac, you know, Mac computers, Macintosh, like yeah. the, before the 512. This was like in, I want to say 1984 or 85 because uh, Andy and I were best friends from like 1983 to 1986 and then he moved to Ohio. Um, and he had it set up in his basement, and his dad was also sort of a tinkerer and kind of a kind of a dork. And he picked up a game called uh, Dark Castle, um, and this game had a really innovative um, user interface in that you used um, your left hand on the keyboard, and the the, the motion controls were you know W. A, S and D, you know, sure. sort of like an inverted T style, Yep. but your right hand use the mouse and anyway, now, you know, now me, me talking about this, like this, it's like, duh, that's like your standard first person shooter, you know, style. But this is like way, way, way back when it was, a, this was a side scrolling platform style game. And you use your left hand to move the, the, the little character around and then you use your right hand, the mouse to, uh, to aim and shoot. So his little, his little arm was like, you know, this was a. Totally a strict 2D game. I'll put a link to it in the in the notes here. Um, but, uh, and, and, you know, he could throw rocks. That was his little, that was his thing. Um, and so you could have him face either left or right. And then, you know, like your arm, you could, you know, he, his arm would be pointing straight out. And you could move it pretty much down, say, you know, down to, you know, 200 and. 80 degrees or 270 degrees or whatever it is. And then all the way up to zero degrees, you know? So you have like a 180 degree range of throwing depending on which way you're facing. Um, and it took me a a minute to get a, you know, to get the hang of it. But once I understood it, it just felt so natural and so, so cool, you know? And I'm like, this is, you know, the mouse is the, is the tits, man. This is, this is the way to
0: go. Uh, you you know, there were a few things we had neighbors behind us named the ponds Mm -hmm. and they had, um, Mrs. Pond, for her business, she ran this basket company. And for her business, she had some sort of, you know, PC clone kind of machine Mm. with gem desktop on it. Gem? Yeah.
1: That sounds vaguely familiar.
0: Yes. Um, Which, if, you know, if I find the thing, I mean, it's very, you know, Windows, Mac kind of looking. But I remember it used a mouse and it felt like it was, you know... If I think back in my head, it felt like it looked like a modern desktop. But now when I go back, it kind of looks like the original Macintosh desktop. Or like you know. OS2.
1: <laughs> do you remember, Which, do you remember oh, yeah. IBM's OS2? <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But I mean, no worse than that. Like more like the original Mac where it was like super low res and two color. You know. Nice. Actually, yeah. it might have been like four color or 16 color, but it was still like.
1: Or like it like, like, sounds like you're describing like an Amiga.
0: Y- yes. It kind of felt like an Amiga.
1: Like the workbench.
0: Yeah. And uh, and I remember that had a mouse, and I remember the uh, a friend of mine in 1988, King's Quest IV came out. Nice. And Loved King's, King's Quest, Quest IV could use a mouse. Oh, I think you're right. Just for getting the little guy around. Yeah, you know, I it was, was a it super. Was, it was a Cira, girl in that game.
1: A Syra online fan, man. I, I played all those
0: games. Yeah, man. although they that. got they got not as good. At a certain point, like when they started trying to make them where you did it via mouse clicking versus Mm. via walking around and typing stuff, Mm. it became it became less interesting. I I guess I
1: can't. Maybe I lost interest around that time. I think the last one I remember, like with any kind of clarity, um, is either Police Quest or Space Quest 2. Sure. Yeah. Um, but I remember like, you know, the King's Quest series and yep. then Leisure Suit Larry oh, yeah. and and Police Quest. And Space in fact, Quest.
0: I was I was talking about this the other day where in the first King's Quest, when you meet Rumble Stiltskin yeah. and you have to, you can tell him his name in alphabetical code. Oh yeah. And still to this day, I know that it's IFNKOVHGROGHPRM. Jesus. <laughs> I have no idea why. But wow. this is in my head and I cannot get rid of it.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I've got a bunch of things like that. I can't think of any right off it's the top
0: It's so weird. Head. Anyway, so yeah. mice were silly at first in many ways. Well, they, yeah, they were They were new and, and quirky,
1: you know? And they had, they and had, they had the little, little balls
0: that you had to clean all the time.
1: Yeah, man. Mouse balls. That was always a great prank. You know, you, you, you go to your friend's house and, or, you, you know, if you had to take the mouse school, ball out, you take the mouse ball out and it's like,
0: oh man, my mouse is broken. <laughs> so when did you, did you ever switch to anything but a mouse? Like in the early days? Like in the 90s? What do you mean? Uh, trackball. Oh, uh, sure, sure, sure. Um... What have, what have you used and, and why and... Let's you think. Know. Let me think. Um,
1: my first, like, memorable experience with a trackball probably was in school. Uh, so... Sure, it was in
0: school and not playing Centipede?
1: I mean, I mean, sure. If you want to be really specific. Wait, didn't then-
0: Tron have a trackball, too?
1: I don't think so. I think the, there, there were more than one version of the Tron video game. The one I remember most vividly is is the one that had the standard, there's a sort of standard flight stick with it, with two top buttons and a trigger.
0: Right, and it was a really big flight stick, wasn't it? it or it had a big plastic was, thing on well, top? It was almost
1: like full size. You know? It was like the size that you'd expect that would be in like an airplane or some other vehicle. Um, and then the the cool thing about the Tron one, if I remember correctly, is that it, it was the, uh, made from translucent plastic it had kind of like a sort of a, a the clear like a clearish blue or yellowish yep. color to it another game that used those things was uh, was called Xenophobe, I think and I had a, a fun time playing that game back in the old days
0: but uh, um, trackball
1: yeah um so um I was yeah yeah like I mean I, I'm sure I'd seen trackballs in the uh in the past but like again you know it's like it's one thing to, to know about it it's another thing to actually use it in, you know and, and develop an impression of it. Yeah. And uh, so when I went to school, this is back in the early 90s, school, the Art Institute of Chicago. And uh, I wanted to start getting into sound, you know, sound at that time. you know, they they called it the sound art, you know, sound department or whatever. And the fundamental courses, the, you know, in order to get into the sound curriculum, you, you know, you to get to the cool courses, you needed to take the basic courses. And so there was one that was just sort of like, you know, fundamentals of, of recording or something like that, where they, they teach you, you know, about how to use microphones and tape decks and, and what have you. And then towards the end of the class, then you get to sit down at, you know, at that time we had we had two audio workstations, um, which I want to say were Macintosh 2 CIs with Digi Audio, Digi Design, no, Digi, Digi Design, yeah, Digi Design Audio Media 2 cards sure. in them. I remember those. Um, yeah, and they had, like, one gigabyte hard drives attached to them and, like, you know, 16 megs of RAM. And the, they had the giant-ass, like, 21-inch black-and-white Apple um, display, you know, the big screen. And Apple made
0: a 20-something-inch monitor in the early 90s? And
1: it was monochrome. Yeah, it was a big deal. I remember it. A lot, a lot of people liked it for typesetting, you know, for doing Illustrator stuff, and for sure. sound, for sound work, just because it was so crisp. It was a really nice, sharp display. Um, anyway, um, uh, it was hooked up to the the the, the two track audio editor of of the day was called uh, Sound Designer,
0: sure, I or Sound that.
1: Designer Two, and then SD Two files yep, yep. became sort of like this sort of industry standard. Um, and the trackball, you know, a, an old school Kensington Turbo Mouse, I think it was what it was called, or something like that. Was it was, the, it was yeah. the first gen one with the, just the simple two buttons on the side, the left and the right button. It was you know beige in color. And it was an ADB device. Uh, I don't know if you know what ADB, it's the Apple desktop bus, which happens to also be um, it shares the same connector as uh, the S video protocol, which is just a little mini four pin mini din. Um, And you can you can mix and match them, too, which is kind of cool. And um, and yeah, man, it was just so awesome to be able to whip around the screen and move the cursor and select stuff. And and ever since then, I'm like, okay, I get this. This this makes a lot of sense. Uh, And then that sort of got me on the the trackball train, or whatever you want to call it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I I jumped into the Kensington thing at the Expert Mouse, so like late 90s. Okay. Uh, Once they had four buttons. Right, right. Uh, And I actually still have... I put it in the picture in the post, but I still have two of them here, like old ones. Um, One which is serial only, I think, and one of them that is USB. Mm -hmm. But like... they were. There's something about if if all you've ever used is a little trackball, like one of those ones with the thumb, or like oh,
1: like the Orbit's one, or yeah, the Microsoft oh, those Orbit's one ones
0: are. I don't believe. I think that that is the most ergonomically terrible thing. Like moving your thumb around like that. Yeah, and it's just the ball is too small,
1: man. It, yep. it gets stuck on stuff. It feels like it. Don't, you can't even get any momentum going. It's you know? terrible. And yeah. like
0: doing trying to do precision movements with that kind of thing. It's too small. It's a terrible idea, and. Yeah. Um, but if that's what you've used or one of the ones that uh some laptops used to have them hanging off the side, right, Do you remember right, that the, the Microsoft trackball that clips to the side of your laptop. Yeah, and oh weren't there God. some that were actually built into <laughs> the laptops themselves.
1: Well, sure, Apple actually was I think one of the first um companies to uh to p- to build in a la- uh, a trackball into the laptop. I think the original PowerBook 100, you know, the one PowerBook yeah. 100 series all had trackballs built in before it.
0: the trackpads came in. Yeah, yeah. those were good. Um I you know I still to this day I use the new version of the Kensington Expert mouse. Me too. Um, and I I'll tell you like it, people come over and they and they are completely confused, right? Because they've never used it. <laughs> really? Um, still? Oh yeah. Oh my god. A lot of people, you know, if they'll say, "Oh, can I use your computer to look something up?" Yeah, sure, go ahead. Where's the mouse? <laughs> yeah, they don't they don't understand. Um <laughs> but I I find myself so much more accurate with this than I am with a mouse. And so, it's so much better on my hands, you know?
1: Oh, totally, dude. Because you could
0: flick it around and, yeah, I you know... Mean, I, yeah. I think it's fantastic. It's funny because Craig and Lisa were over last night, friends of ours. Yeah. And uh, Craig was designing a logo for Heather for a uh, thing she's doing. Oh, he just, and, and he just
1: did it on your computer?
0: Well, he he had sent files over and Heather's just like, you know, can we make those colors a little more green, this uh-huh. kind of green or whatever. Uh-huh. So Craig, you know, opened it up in, in Illustrator on my machine. He's playing around and he's just like, uh... And I'm like, you want a mouse, don't you? <laughs> he's like, Yeah, do you have one? And Wait, I, he doesn't I, so
1: he's not a, a tablet guy, I thought most most, well, most designers I know
0: these days are are tablet guys. He is I think I mean he can use a tablet. And I think when he's retouching and stuff, he uses a tablet. Mm. But if he's just setting type, mm. he he usually does keyboard stuff or a mouse apparently. So mm. I, I, I had one of uh Microsoft a few years ago made these really weird, annoying technicolor like orange mice. Um that ha- like the kind that have the big giant USB thing that plugs into the computer and it's like this big, you know, looks like the size of a mouse, just the transmitter receiver Jeez. thing. Um, anyway, so I pulled that out of the closet and I found some batteries and I got it working for them. So at the moment, my computer has, because I haven't unplugged it yet, has that plugged in, my Kensington trackball, the uh, Magic Trackpad, oh. and my Wacom tablet. <laughs> Um, um, so
1: you have four different forms of, of yeah. IO. That's amazing. Um
0: But I'll, you know, so just one last thing about the Kensington. I just, I don't know. It just feels really natural to me. And I feel like it doesn't, my hand is a lot better using that than using it. When I use a mouse, I feel like I end up like almost gripping the mouse, like clawing the whole thing hmm. and then moving my arm around or my wrist. Like I don't, I'm not the kind of person who kind of lays my hand lightly and like uses my fingers to move the mouse. Right. You know,
1: I do know. Yeah, I know what you mean. I do um, the same
0: thing when I write with a pencil. I kind of squeeze the pencil, like I just naturally kind of, and I'll use my my wrist more than I'll use like my fingers, like with dexterity. Huh? I don't think I know how to do that anymore. I can't think of the last time I even touched a pencil. <laughs> wow,
1: I'd have to. Give, I'm gonna have to give that a shot. That yeah. sounds like fun. <laughs> um, but no, I I run into the problem, the claw problem that you're talking about. Yeah, when uh, track padding. Um, I can remember. Okay.
0: Well, we're going to get into that in a second, but go ahead. No, this is a good segue. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, I remember. Um, I'm a little embarrassed. But not not that embarrassed. Uh, there was a, a I, I've I've had a, a an interesting history of of computer gaming in my in my day, and um, some of our friends listeners might know that I actually um, even worked for a video game company for a little while back in the old days and, and got like what I used to joke and say, I got like 10 years of gaming experience condensed into two. Yeah. Just cause when you work for a game company and you're, you know, you're surrounded by it all the time, that's pretty much all you ever do. Um, anyway, um, this was after that. And there was, uh, a game called star Wars galactic empires, which was, I want to say based on the age of empires engine, um, this is in the like super early two thousands. I'm gonna guess. I can't remember. Okay. Um, and I just I don't know what it was, man. I I, I think it was it was after. Yeah, what I think what happened was that I, uh the game that 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 I worked on and got really really infatuated with and spent a ton of time and brain power on was uh was called Myth, M Y T H. Um, by I vaguely remember
0: that. Oh, because yeah. that, that was the one that uh, before um Marathon.
1: No, Marathon came first. Okay. Um, and then Myth. Myth was like the big new thing. The thing that was kind of cool about Myth was that it was Bungie's first um, cross-platform game. Like when they, they developed it it, it, it came out simultaneously for both Mac and Windows. Okay. Um, and it also had a really terrific online implementation for playing against people over the internet, you know, when that wasn't obviously as, as ubiquitous as it is today. Sure. Um, And I was, you know, I was a beta tester on the first one and then on the second one and I helped out with some of the... Um, design stuff, manuals, and box art, and stuff like that. But um, but I I love that style of game. I love the whole you know over the over the you know the kind of god view, uh, controlling little units type of thing. Strat real, I guess they call that a real time strategy. Like uh, Civilization, kind of looking similar. Civ, I think if I remember correctly, Civilization uh is a turn based game. Okay. Not a not a real time game. Um, and I, I kinda like the real time aspect of it. So I think that's like, like the difference between Civ and um, or Age of Empires. I think I want to say I never played either of them. W- would so Sim
0: City be a real time? Um, I that doesn't no, really stop at all, right? It, it, but you have
1: you still have to it like stops you and asks you to, to make decisions about stuff though, hmm. I think. I haven't played enough SimCity to know for sure. Um but I still uh, like Sim City. Well let's put it this way when I say real time, there's a timer. You know, like the game has a time limit. You know, and you you know, at the end of the time, the game is over. <laughs> yeah. Whereas, like these turn-based games, it's like, well, you keep playing until somebody loses. You know. Yeah. Um. So, um, if I remember correctly, Age, uh, the, this Star Wars was basically a skin. You know, like a, a mod, if you will, for uh, for Age of Empires, which was, again, I'm almost certain, uh, a real time game, not a timed game. Although I think it was objective based, like resource based, where you had to like build little cities and harvest stuff and develop skills and, you know, you know, level up and all that other crap. Anyway, it was fine and it it consumed, I don't know, two months of my life. (laughs) But I remember I was playing it on my old PowerBook G4 because that was my only computer and I had a track. I didn't, for whatever reason, I didn't have a, a trackball connected to it at the time and I would play it with the trackpad and I would find myself like... Stepping away from the, from the game after who knows how many hours of playing with my, my whole, like the top of my right forearm, just like burning, you know, from, from my hand being stuck in this, this claw position playing the damn game for so long, (laughs) you know, it's kind of, it's not, uh, it's it's not good. And
0: and if, uh, recently I've been using the trackpad on my laptop a lot, the new air Mm -hmm. and, and I like the one on my old MacBook, the new, you know, the glass trackpad things that Apple does. Yeah, yeah. And they're, they're handy, and, and I find myself using, uh, I use Exposé. Really? So, yeah. If A lot of times I'll do that. I'll have it mapped to, say, the upper left button on my Kensington. Mm -hmm. even on my desktop. That's the only button I don't use for anything. Well, I set it up for expose so that I can jump between applications instead of having the other hand on the keyboard all the time. Mm. I don't always have my other hand on the keyboard. So I can, I can do that and it just splays them all out and I can jump to something else. Um, wait, you don't have your left hand on the keyboard most of the time. No. Where is it? What do you do with it? Well, if I'm sometimes I just, I'll have it, you know, holding my propping my head up or I'll have it across me, like in front of me. I don't always have it on the keyboard. Oh, um, that's odd. Well, okay. My left so, hand is always on
1: the keyboard oh, where well, it belongs so with the, with your, my left thumb on the command key.
0: You're a better man than me. I'm just, saying. um, well, the, the idea is though, is that I was like, well, this is pretty handy on the, on the laptop because you just do the four finger up or whatever the hell it is. And, and all the, some of these gestures are kind of cool, mm-hmm. especially in lion. When you're jumping between the full screen apps, you can do the three finger back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which seems really cool. So, I had a fifty dollar gift certificate to B and H that my mother gave me at Christmas that I hadn't used, and I'm like, "What the hell am I going to buy at B and H that's going to be camera related for fifty dollars?" I
1: don't know. Some lens tissue, some sensor cleaner. Yeah.
0: A camera strap,
1: maybe. Right.
0: So SD cards, nothing that I really need or want or will feel like satisfying. Yeah, a battery. Film? I actually considered buying a battery if B and H still sold film. No, they do not much. Not much, though. Anyway, yeah. so I ended up saying, looking online, and they had the the new Magic Trackpad mm. for fifty nine dollars as opposed to sixty nine dollars. Ooh! So I was like, hey, it's ten bucks off. I can use my fifty dollar gift certificate. Even with tax, I'll be paying sixty six buck or like sixteen dollars, you know, on top of the gift certificate. Sounds like a win, right? So I went over there last week and I picked it up, and I brought it home, and I had on my. Uh, uh, my, um, Hackintosh, I bought one of those little USB Bluetooth adapters. All oh,
1: right, The Chinatown ones you're talking me yeah, you
0: about. That, that literally, I don't, I don't think it even sticks out of the back. Like, I think I need tweezers to get it out of the port that it's in. You know what Yikes. I mean? It's like, no, it's not that bad, but it's almost <laughs> that bad, right? It's like a chiclet. Yeah. It's yeah. unbelievable how small they've gotten them. Yeah. Um... So I stuck that in there, and it showed up Bluetooth, and this thing connected, and it works. Nice. You know, it, it does what it's supposed to do. Sweet. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you hate it? First of all, it's too big. Oh, right?
1: t- now just to be serious, we're talking about the Magic Trackpad here.
0: Right. Magic Bill, Trackpad on... Bill hates the Magic Trackpad. ...on a big 30-inch display. Okay. Um, I gotcha. And I think like a... that that's one of the problems with it. Sure, yeah. Because on a, on a laptop... Mm-hmm. If you want to get to the upper left-hand corner, you might have to do, like, a double swipe to get to the upper left-hand corner. Yeah. Well, I think what you're missing,
1: first off, is you're missing the inertia uh, of the trackball. Like, you, it would be super cool if you could just kind of shove the, you know, flick your finger to and the upper left-hand it. corner. Um, and then it would it would go. But the problem with the trackpad is it only, the cursor only moves when your finger's touching exactly. the thing.
0: Uh, and I find that, and it because it's got the little battery compartment in the back, it's tilted up, right? Like a keyboard would be? Mm-hmm. Which... Like, on a trackpad on your laptop, it's kind of flat, mm-hmm. where this thing is, like, tilted upwards, so your, your wrist is kind of tilted upwards the whole time, mm-hmm. which is kind of an awkward position to be in. I agree. and um, well, I'll let you finish with your gripes, because okay. I have some and, gripes as well. And, and, like, on a laptop, the trackpad is small enough that when your hand—like, you could have your pinky sort of on the hand rest to the right of the trackpad— and your mm-hmm. thumb, sort of like off the bottom of it, you know what I mean? Like your your hand can rest there while you're still moving things around. It's true. Where this thing is like almost twice the size of one on your laptop, and I would so say
1: it's more like four times the size, man. It well, no, she's not
0: that big. It's like twice the size of the of the current glass track pads. Uh, okay. Um. So that it's like it's so big that like you have to move your hand a lot to move around on it.
1: Yeah, I do remember them being a little like like unwieldy like almost too big
0: yeah and and i think on a 30 inch display where you got the 25 60 pixels or whatever wide it's almost like a trackpad just does not translate to the size to the resolution you know because no, I, I mean i could up the acceleration i could up the speed of the thing but then it makes it very difficult to make little moves like between buttons and stuff like that you know totally totally um so i bought this thing the gestures are really cool but as an overall pointing device, I think a trackpad is great for a laptop because it's built in and it's, you know, small. No moving parts. Right. But for a desktop, I think that the people who like it must not do a lot of pointing, you know, like they or or they're using a smaller screen or they're, you know, yeah. like maybe they're doing stuff in Word or just opening web browsing, maybe. Perhaps. Um, but I, I put it behind my trackball and I have yet to go back to it. And I honestly don't know what I'm going to do with it. <laughs> um, but uh, I don't know I, what your thoughts well I I haven't had a ton of ex- hands-on experience with the tripod. I should I should let you borrow it so you can give
1: it a thing next week yeah all right um, I actually was just recently uh, visiting with a friend who is rocking the mini the you know the Mac mini as an entertainment set center sure thing um, it's kind of neat for that then yeah yeah so so the way her 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 House is set up. She basically has an, a nice big flat panel TV uh, mounted to the wall, and then I don't I don't know if you know, but the the past two generations now of Mac Minis have HDMI out on them. Yep. So she has it HDMI right into the television, which is pretty sweet. Um, and then she uh, she has the the Apple you know the, the current Bluetooth keyboard, which is the little silver one. Yep. Which is not a full size keyboard, and then she has the Magic Trackpad, which obviously is designed to 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 mate with that. Uh, and she even picked up. Uh, there's a whole slew, at least half a dozen that I can think of, or that I've seen, um, of accessories that are designed to, to essentially couple the 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 you know the Bluetooth keyboard with the Magic Trackpad to sort so of. It's make all them. one big thing. Yeah, and it's, it's, it, I get that. That's a that's a cool design, and I'm surprised Apple doesn't offer their own sort of solution to that. So anyway, she has that thing It's sitting on her uh, on her coffee table, and you know whenever she wants to you know watch a show or do whatever, she can just pick up the the little this sort of one contiguous keyboard plus trackpad uh, unit and off she goes does she so, use front row or does she use plex or something like that she uses plex that's okay. a, that's exactly what she uses she seems to like it a lot uh, i haven't i mean that's not we've already talked about my personal yeah. viewing habits and there, that there's no front row in Lion. they killed it that's that's fine i yeah. front row front row is always the first thing i turned off because my longtime launch bar key came key command is command escape um, which front row came and took over. <laughs> sure. And so I'd sit, I sometimes out of just out of like, you know, ha- habit, uh, out of habit or whatever you want to call it. Muscle memory. I'd be sitting at another computer and I would just hit command escape to bring up launch bar. I'm like, Oh, that's right. Launch bar is not installed here. But then 15 seconds later, however long it takes Roop. freaking front row to launch. I'm like, Oh, thank you. Front row. Yeah. <laughs> Let me get out of this. <laughs> so here's my number one complaint, um, about the, the magic trackpad. And it, I I I'm not disagreeing or I, I would say I have the si- similar gripes with your with your stuff. I mean the, the thing is too damn big and it is a little awkward to to handle. Um it, and I guess it really does depend on on where it is. Like if you're sitting at a desk uh, like in the coffee table example, it doesn't really work as well. The problem is the clicker, the actual like hardware clicking uh whatever you want to call it uh mechanism? device mechanism. There we go. Um is is actually built into the bottom of, of the device. So you essentially, you need to be using that on some sort of a hard, flat surface. Yeah. So you can't really, like, I don't know if you want to try this now, if you take your Magic Trackpad and you hold it in your lap, for example, or you or, you know, you put it yeah. on like on your leg, you can't really, you can't click on anything the, unless, the feet, unless you the, have tap the clicking The feet at on. the
0: bottom edge need to be on something because they're actually... Those are the buttons. They're free floating. Yeah, they yeah. they are the thing touching and the rest of it kind of floats on top of them.
1: And so, you know, for me, you know, right away, because the first thing I did is I picked, I'm like, cool, wireless keyboard. I can, I, this is great. I'll just pick this up and I'll use it in my lap. No, no worries. Great. And I start mousing around and I try to click on something and it's... A, there's nothing to click against. It's that's like, a
0: good observation. I hadn't thought of that.
1: Yeah, it just doesn't work. And I, I guess again, you know, coming around, you could turn on tap clicking <laughs> and and negate that. Yuck. But um, and I think that's what she does actually. Um, which always throws me for a loop. But um, but yeah, that's that's my take on it. I, what I what I think is cool. I do think it has potential, um, and I could see it, uh, it. The merits are a again. It doesn't have any moving parts. Uh, so it doesn't keeping it clean and, and, you know, installing it somewhere. Like if you were setting up, um, like a tethered, like I'm just thinking photo now, like, let's say, um, I'm, I'm, I'm in a, I'm on, I'm on set somewhere and the photographer has their, you know, monitor on a, on a low roller and they want to have a keyboard and mouse. Um, sometimes with, with one of the downsides to a mouse is that you need some, you need real estate, physical real estate to mouse Which is around another you.
0: advantage of a track ball. Right, but which but, is why but, they were probably using them at those music workstations. Right. Exactly. But
1: but a lot of people as we've already discussed just don't get trackballs. Like yep. they like they just can't physically do it because of the ubiquity of man, I've used that word like 9 times in this podcast. Ubiqu- <laughs> ubiquitous. Um because of the ubiquity of I will continue using it because it is appropriate. Uh because of the ubiquity, that's 10 or 11 now, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh of the trackpad uh since it's been on laptops for geez what 10 years now Mm -hmm. uh everybody knows how to use a trackpad so you can you can safely you know assume that you know a good alternative to a mouse is a trackpad like i you know now in the in the hierarchy the mouse comes first trackpad comes second and then i would say trackball is third and then tablet you know uh, like a wacom or whatever um is is fourth um and what else is there I guess there is joysticks. <laughs> yeah,
0: joysticks. Yeah, uh,
1: and then touchscreens. Maybe
0: there are all those other weird trackball esque things, but I kind of yeah. consider them almost different animal than like the big bald Kensingtons.
1: Yeah. So, so, but imagine this man. Imagine like be, you know being able to have a nice little remote sort of display with a keyboard and mouse all kind of you know hooked up um, on a stand uh, with without having to worry about like the mouse falling off the stand or you don't sure. need room for to mouse around because they make the nifty little shelves and brackets and stuff for mounting a keyboard on, on a stand on a, like a proper C stand or a, you know, lower ruler or something like that. Um, and that's, I can see that being, you know, a nice addition to, uh, to a studio workstation.
0: No, I, I can understand that. I just think that it's, um, it's not a power user's pointer device, pointing device. I, I mean, maybe though
1: that could be so, argued. to me.
0: That's what it feels like it, Like well, it, t- using it. If you use that all day, my hand would, be trashed after no, well, a of using that
1: maybe, but uh, the, the thing that I think that, that holds the most promise and I think what, what I'll be curious. In fact, I think I've seen now like po- people posting I, since I don't have one, I don't really pay close attention, but I, I do cruise past posts uh, that people make about um, little tweaks and hacks that you can do to the gesture um Functionality, sure. and I think that's a really neat idea. The no, the gestures are great, to, and
0: they completely yeah. sold me on it before yeah. I got. But it's almost like that's a, that's the secondary promise, but the first promise is moving your cursor around the screen, <laughs> and that's where it fails out to me.
1: Yeah, I, I think what we'll, we'll let's. I think we can both agree that having a magic trackpad as your primary mouse pointer moving device is a is a reach, is a stretch. It's a compromise. It's not to me, It's I, not I, ideal.
0: Yeah, it feels that way to me. Yeah, but you know, here is a question for you, Apple wireless stuff. How does the battery life? I have had pretty good luck with the latest
1: generation. I the, the first gen Apple wireless stuff. If you remember, I don't know if you remember way back the original Apple wireless keyboard, which was a gi- one of those giant ones. I actually have one. My friend Kieran was kind enough to give me his old one. Um, but this, this, you know, this is like the old, like give me, the giant, give me a year. uh, 2004 okay so yeah the the ones that had like old school keys on like them. big deep you know full-size yep. keyboard keys Yep. uh and it had that kind of white sorry not well it, had, it was a white keyboard but it had like that clear. translucent yep. clear kind of like empty container sort of like like a like an ice cube tray sort of feel to it like it well, was did, like did you, a, you like those as, as a keyboard absolutely not hated them okay hate hate, hate. but do you do you like the chiclet keyboard I like like yeah, laptop style keyboards. What
0: like, about like, what about like, like the, ones. the ones that like Merlin and those guys use, like the clicky? I do have a, ones. a very
1: fond recollection of my time with my Apple Extended Two, and I could theoretically see myself using one of those. Is that if the it was available.
0: the Apple version of the IBM PC keyboard?
1: No, I mean you could say that, but but no, because the IBM PC keyboard was like a that made that made a Sprinks. really serious clicky sound, man. That yeah. was that thing. Ching, you chink, could, chink, you chink, could chink. kill someone with that keyboard if you were. Yeah,
0: chicken ching chicken Yeah, ching. Yeah, yeah, like,
1: yeah, And they even had like a little like a spring, like a ping, like yeah. a kind of a note, a yep. note that would fa- that would sound every time you hit the note.
0: Um, Satisfying.
1: Yeah the the <laughs> Apple II the Apple extended two had a, a definite snappity, snappy click to it, but it didn't have, it was much more muted and it was a little bit, I feel like the, the travel was a little less like the, the the distance that the key travels when you hit it was a little, it required a little less effort than the original IBM style one. Okay. Um, And I think, I think the people who like that are, are old school people who like learned to type on typewriters. Um, which makes yeah. sense because that's what those keyboards were designed to, to mimic. It's like, you know, you're designed you, you know, on old school typewriters, the original old school so you were actually physically pushing a button that, that moved a lever that moved another lever that slapped, you know, a thing yeah. against ink on the paper, you know, it was like really mechanical. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then the electric keep, you know, when they, when IBM came out with the electric uh, typewriter's. You know, they got complaints from people who learned to type on these things and were hitting the buttons so hard. They needed to they needed to put that resistance in so that they didn't break the damn machines. You know, because yeah, they were yeah. pushing the button so damn hard. Um, so, you know, it's interesting to see how the keyboard sort of evolved from that state to now where it is now, where you know, it, you're hard pressed to find a keyboard um, that that uses that same you know clickety clack design. Because I think more more often, more 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 so, because uh, it's just too expensive. It's not economical anymore to make them. You can buy those. them,
0: but they're literally 150 dollars yeah. for these keyboards. It makes
1: sense. I mean, there's a lot of parts to those things. Man.
0: Mechani- you can actually still buy IBM PC keyboards that people have retrofitted to USB. <laughs> I believe it, man. Um, um, for people so, who are really into that. So, sorry, anyway, so wait. So are so talking wireless, about the wire- So yep. so when the wireless stuff first
1: came out, um, it was you know the Apple wireless keyboard and the wireless mouse, which was basically a wireless version of the of the of the uh, Mighty Mouse, I believe, and. My first problem with them right away, like Wait, which
0: one was the the Mighty Mouse is the one my mother has.
1: It's the it's the white one with uh, the just it, it just has the little trackball on the top, the one with the side buttons yep. and the gotcha. trackball. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, and my problem with those is that they were really latent. Um, Bluetooth latency was was really noticeable to me, and it drove me up a wall I and mean, it's like I like I could feel the delay from when I either pushed a key on the keyboard or moved the mouse and clicked on something to when the computer actually you know responded to me and it would I mean it's don't get me wrong it was small and most people didn't notice or didn't care but for whatever reason I did and it just drove me up a wall and I just I couldn't deal with it so I I,
0: I couldn't use uh in the middle of the Kensington thing they came out with this weird one that was kind of silver with a blue ball Oh, it had right. four yeah, yeah. keys, and it had all the buttons on yeah, top. Yeah, and it had a, and a scroll, scroll wheel on the top. Yeah, yeah okay. I remember that thing. So I had the wireless version of that thing, and uh-huh. I gave it to my sister because the wireless delay, there was like, oh. yeah, there was a latency. Yeah, the latency just kills. I couldn't handle it. it's too much, um, man. Although it's funny because I wish that I could have a full-sized Apple keyboard that was wireless. Yeah, you're and not alone,
1: man. A lot of people I, do. It's like, it, you
0: know, it's funny that uh, Apple... Is given the uh, distinction of having popularized the mouse, right? Well, I guess and technically yet, almost, they're okay. the first
1: ones to bundle it with the computer. Like they, when Apple sure. like said, you know, here's our computer. You use the you you know you use a mouse with it. You yep. have to use a mouse.
0: Yeah, but but it, it seems like historically, at least in the last twelve or fifteen years or so, people have th- their their input devices are actually pretty much reviled. The, the the hockey puck mouse the oh, yeah. the mighty mouse the magic mouse this trackpad like people as a general rule don't use the apple stuff unless they don't know any better or can't afford something else or you know what uh, I mean I, I I I know what you mean but I don't think I agree
1: um, I'm actually I do one of my computers I think came with um, the the magic mouse the, uh, newer the current one, one. Yep. and since uh, uh you know they, it's they, very pretty. It's pretty, and they they figured out the latency thing. Um, maybe it's Bluetooth two now, but maybe it was a speed. I don't know what it is, or maybe it was the just the Bluetooth software in the OS. But um, but the latency things, my latency issues were gone. Uh, were were not non existent with uh, with that product, and I, I mean. I, don't get me wrong. I'm but not if you're using about my desk. Speaking, ergonomically, I really like it, man. It yeah. feels really good under your hand, uh, under your hand, I should say. And people, uh,
0: people say, like those Microsoft mice, like in the '90s and 2000s. People sure. tend to like the Microsoft mice. No, those are good mice. mice which as well. is just—it's kind of funny that like there are a lot of Mac users who actually use Microsoft mice. It's true. It's true. Uh, I remember in fact, I there I remember was some guy one. who commented on my blog post. He was just like, you know, I have a—he's like, I have a Magic Trackpad that I use maybe 20 or 30% of the time. Most of the time I have a Microsoft whatever wired mouse that I yeah, use. Yeah,
1: I, I think Microsoft was also one of the very first people to to bring um, the optical mouse to the, I, I remember yeah. pretty, pretty I, I was at Macworld in New York, one of the first years that it was here. I think it was the year that they introduced the the G4 Cube. And I wanted, I you know, I, I was in the crowd and they threw out one of the, the G4 Cube t-shirts, which I think I still have. Um, and at the huh. Microsoft booth, they were demoing, demoing, like, I guess it was Office 98. Jeez, that must have been it. Um, yeah, it was, an, it was either 98 or 99. And um, it was when, like when Entourage first came out. True. And they were giving away um, the brand new Microsoft optical mouse, and it was that you know beige one with that little had that little tail light, that little kind of red tail light on the on the, on the back of the yeah, mouse. Yeah, I know
0: exactly what you are talking about. That was
1: a really great mouse. I remember trying it at the demo booth great and mouse. really digging it. And it was like one hundred and ten dollars or whatever. And I did, you know I didn't wind up buying one, but um, I didn't win win one either. But I do remember it making a good impression. I had that nice little rubberized scroll wheel, yeah, um, and a nice long cable. I've always I've always liked how Microsoft, you know, didn't have, yeah. one of my Sort of other pet peeves of Apple product design is, is they do not make cables that are longer than three feet long for some yeah, reason. Yeah,
0: the keyboard cable is way
1: too short. Well, and, and their, their philosophy as well why make it longer? Because if it's just sitting at your desk, you know, you don't need it yeah. to plug into your back of your iMac. It's only six inches away. Uh, and then he, and here, we'll, we'll include another three foot extension cord for you. But mm-hmm. it's like, dude, that's a whole other thing that can go wrong and break and get lost yeah. and yeah. blah, blah, blah. No, so. that's,
0: that's entirely true. Now, uh, just to wrap this all up here, uh, yeah. what about. Um, tablet for you.
1: Oh, tablets. Yeah.
0: Um, my you ever first... used one as your only primary input device? No. Mm-hmm. Only.
1: No, never. I okay. can never think of it. My first exposure to a tablet was in 1990 we we uh, or maybe 91. It was, I think, one of my last years in high school. And I took a mechanical drawing class and we got uh, a brand new PC with DOS on it. Running AutoCAD version eight or nine or something like that. I don't know. Whatever was around in the early nineties, and it had this gigantic. I want to say it was like a nineteen-inch or twenty-inch tablet um, with the hockey puck style, you know, pointer thing. And what was really cool about it was um, I think they they, they called it the digitizer. It wasn't even called a tablet back then. Yeah, and. It well, had, because,
0: wait did did the did the pen was attached
1: no, no no pen it was a, literally a puck with a crosshairs and three buttons on it
0: oh I know what you are saying yeah, yeah yeah but the puck had a wire
1: no no wire oh okay um but uh, what was really cool is that underneath the the, the the plastic skin of the tablet there was like an, a a template that would go underneath with a whole bunch of teeny weeny little squares that were essentially tool palettes so what would happen is you fire up AutoCAD and remember this is old school you know DOS days. Um, And the GUI revolution hadn't, you know, it was, it was not as far along as it is today. Um, And AutoCAD, I think in in its earliest forms was a command line based, you know, very heavily command line um, uh, user interface. Um, So, so to sort of combat that or to, you know, to, to, to not combat it, but to complement that um, they, they made this, this, this setup where if you had a digitizer tablet and you printed out this, this um, template and you stick it underneath you know, like uh, like there's a, a plastic film. I think your, ta- yeah, your your tablet has it too. I think most tablets have this feature where you can actually lift up the film and you can stick something stuff underneath. underneath. Mine, yeah. the
0: newer ones don't. The ones uh, uh, back in the day could. I had one like ten years ago. Like that for did. tracing, like the yep. idea is like you it's put something on exactly here like and
1: then you can trace it. So what was really cool is you put this thing underneath and then you you know you, you calibrate the tablet by touching like the four corners to tell it you know. Show it where the actual template was, and then you 've got this tremendous grid of of buttons, just like a regular like imagine if you had like a a Photoshop tool palette, but instead of just sixteen buttons going up and down, there's like a hundred and fifty of them you know yeah. Yeah. And with every little tool and every little function for AutoCAD just right there under the click of your uh, of your of your mouse. Uh, so that was my first exposure to that. And I th- I always got a kick out of how cool that was. Um, and then from there on, the next time I really ran into what we would, you know, today's standard tablet uh, was it was an art school where um, the the guys who were doing um, it was right when um, what was the name of the company painter uh, who Correll. was the company? No, Corel bought it from somebody Correll else. bought it
0: from. Oh, yeah. What was the name of the old company? Um, I can't remember right now. But I liked painter. Painter was amazing, man. Painter is still more impressive than a lot of the other things for drawing. A lot better than Photoshop for drawing. Oh yeah, and the the way they
1: they, like, I think what happened was the guys who were writing Painter like collaborated very closely with the guys who wrote the tablet drivers over at Wacom and made these really tremendous tools. And some of the stuff you could do, like the as far as the natural media, you know, like the natural, um, like ink and paper and paint and what have you, tools. Um, were really, really, really impressive. Um
0: uh, Meta tools? Meta creations? Oh,
1: meta tools, yeah. I used to yeah. always joke around and said, call them meat tools just because whenever I see the word meta, I always like to think of meat. <laughs> but that's just me. Okay, uh, you were saying... I'm crazy. So, um... Yeah, I was, I was blown away. I'm like, wow, this is nuts. I mean, and then you know, I was quickly reminded that, hey, dude, you can't draw. <laughs> yeah. This is this is no fun, is it? No, give me the mouse back. Yeah. Um, but I, I had friends, and my, my, my first college roommate was this amazing artist. Like, he you know, he had this... You know, some, some people could just sit down with a pencil or a pen, like a pen, yeah. in a sketchbook, and then just, like, every line that they draw is exactly the right size, weight, and position. Like, like, there's no, there's no second-guessing. It's just like, boom, here's the thing. Like, you know, here, I'll make you a drawing, and it's like six lines and they're all perfect you know like he was one of those freaks um and uh i'm like dude in his hands he could do some amazing stuff with this you know and and sure enough as that technology got more and more popular you would see these people who like these people who are really good at painting and illustrating with with traditional you know pens and airbrushes and you know watercolors and all that other stuff uh pick these this thing up and and just make some amazing amazing stuff so I, i i saw that tried it for a second realized i couldn't do it and then Sort of dismissed it.
0: <laughs> There's um yeah I've I've played with painter over the years and there was a my best friend in high school and stuff is this guy named Mandy King mm-hmm. and uh, his aunt was a, uh, a art teacher down in Virginia she's a super cool lady she just retired recently and she always had a sketchbook with her and would sketch stuff out and that kind of thing nice and I saw her over Christmas and she was telling me that she basically has put away her sketchbook and all of her stuff because she can travel with her laptop which she's traveling with anyway. Right. And a tablet and she can have her entire set of working tools with her at all times, you know, yeah, um, in a way that like, and it's all free, right? She doesn't have to buy new pencils every time the things break, you know, it's a good point. Yeah. Um, and she's gotten really good at it, but she can draw. I, I never liked using them because I never found, I never thought that I could draw very well. I can't, I'm a terrible artist. <laughs> um, like art, like drawing something from nothing. I can't yeah. do it. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not um, really good at either. It, you could look at some of the uh, diagrams on my blog sometimes that that's how bad I can draw. Yeah. Um, so even with photography, I never really thought that a tablet would help me because I can't draw anyway. Right. But I got one and I started using it and I forced myself to use it in Photoshop. And now I use a six by 11 Wacom three right. uh, in s three. Right. Um, and I don't know how somebody does photography seriously without it. Like I have to, if I have to do it with a mouse on somebody else's computer or just clean something up on my trackpad, like yeah. while I'm out. No, totally. I, I, I don't even know. It's like, it's like trying to work with boxing gloves on. It's, it's, you
1: know, no, it's, it's the, you're absolutely right, man. Um, one that this all got crystallized for me a couple years ago when I first, uh, visited Detouch, which is, you know, obviously in addition to the digital capture stuff that I worked on, um, they also have a, an amazingly uh, well talented um, retouching department and all of the retouchers uh, they're only like they, they only use the big, the, the large size with sure. the one up from mirrors, uh, and they use it all day long. Like n- there were no mice attached to any of these computers. Yeah. They're are you know, either their keyboard at the, at the top of the tablet or just off to the left and, and their tablet and their big screen and, and the things that these guys would do uh, it was just, you know, insane. Amazing. And there, I there totally were, get it. You know,
0: there were times when I, if I'm in Photoshop and I want to go check my mail or whatever, yeah, I'll use the the uh, tablet to go like jump over to Chrome or like you know look up an email or something. Sure. And it's but it's very odd feeling doing that. Uh, you know, when you're so when you're used to a trackball or whatever it is to do your normal interface stuff. Um, and if I'm in say I'm in Photoshop and I'm editing a uh, uh, a curves layer or whatever it is, there are times when I'll actually stick the stylus in my mouth and actually go to the trackball hmm. to, like, uh, add a new layer or something like that. I mean, sure. sometimes I'll do it with the pen, but it's funny. I just unconsciously will switch back and forth. I don't know why.
1: No, I I, um, I hear that, man. So since since being exposed to that and since spending a little bit of time monkeying around with that stuff, you know, having, having access to it, um, I have since slowly begun the conversion. I did buy myself one of the newer, the Intuos 4, Cause I, that's another really tremendous tablet, man. The, They're not the level, cheap though. It was like three hundred bucks. It was on yeah. sale. Um, Where, uh, how
0: big one did you get?
1: It's the little one, the medium one, like you have the, the okay. four, just the, like the next gen one. Uh, I guess yeah, three hundred bucks in retrospect is not like a drop in, you know, it's not cheap, but yeah. whatever. I was a good deal, and I didn't want to pass it up, uh, and I felt like it was something I needed to do, just because if I was going to be, you know, I told myself if I'm going to be working as a digital tech and. Working with photographers who are used to this,
0: I gotta, you know, I gotta have this skill down and not look like a moron. <laughs> so, are there any other company? There is another company, right? What that makes tablets? Yeah, that makes tablets that people use, but almost everyone always uses Wacom.
1: I don't think I can't think of one. <laughs> think maybe they're... maybe the, in the CAD world, maybe the big ass ones with the the crosshairs and stuff like that it's for, very for weird. that kind of stuff. But as far um, as the creative stuff, man, have you seen this new thing? the The new uh, Wacom Inkling.
0: Uh, yeah, I, you know, it's funny. Craig was talking about that yesterday. Yes. Uh, I looked at it yesterday. I think it's really neat. I would love Uh, to. I mean,
1: it, it looks a little too good to be true, but, uh, man, I, I mean, my pal Gideon, for example, he's, he's now, uh, you know, the first person I'll mention, uh, when anyone asks, Hey, do you know someone who can draw, uh, that is Gideon. Uh, I will send, I'll put a link to, uh, to his stuff in, in, in the notes here, man. Uh, and I was like, Oh my God, I can only imagine the kind of cool stuff that Gideon could do. With one of these
0: if you were the kind of person who really likes the uh, uh, pen on paper feel yeah oh and the other thing doesn't work I think it's a really cool idea I, I'd like to see yeah I'd like to see how well it works um, I don't know I mean it's a neat thing but I don't think it's going to take tablets out of the thing oh equation, no, it's you know? well it's not a, it's, it's not... specifically for like illustrator who's exactly. illustrating like a single thing and yeah. that's
1: and that's what Gideon does so here's the thing what's interesting about him he he so Gideon is one of these old-school ridiculously talented, um, what's it called? Uh, you know, traditional artists. He can paint, he can draw. Uh, he went to Cooper union. Um, he, he did like tons of work in cartoons and he does children's books, um, uh, you know, commission advertisements, whatever. I mean, his portfolio is insane. He's just done tons and tons of stuff. Um, he, he's got kind of a mad magazine ish history. So some of his stuff is very, is like you look at it and it's like, Oh, it's like a little, it's like a weird, so there's and you know when I say Mad Magazine, there's obviously five or six you know well-known style guys who work for that magazine, and then there's also he has a little bit of like, um, Crumb, you know Robert sure. Crumb, like a little bit of that kind of flavor in some of his work. Um, he also he's, just he, he's working on a um, the album cover for this new project that uh, is about to be released, which I will talk about at another date. Uh, so anyway, the point is um, he made the transition and he uses the Wacom. Uh, Cintiq.
0: Yeah, I was about to ask. Which We're is that kooky,
1: crazy combination.
0: It's a 20-inch tablet screen with, with a, a tablet an LCD built, in. built in. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and Wait, that's t- funny. You think of it as a tablet with an LCD built in. I think of it as a screen with a tablet digitizer built in.
1: Oh, see, the screen to me is, is secondary because that screen is, is a piece of junk. Is it really? <laughs> yeah. It looks awful. Um, Interesting.
0: I always thought it was supposed to be a pretty good screen. I, it,
1: you know, it's good for what it is, but it's no, it's no Azo, it's no, you know, uh, NEC. Interesting. Uh, it's a tablet with a screen built in. I mean, that's okay. Think about it this: way. I mean, what is what is um, you know, what does Wacom make?
0: That yeah, make tablets, no, I, Right. You know? It's funny though that this Inkling thing. Well, first of all, it's cool that you can use it without a computer. Like you can use it and then plug it into a computer, and it saved the stuff you worked on when you were away from the computer. Yeah, yeah. That, so I think that's that's a really interesting concept. Um, I I want to see how well it, you can control jumping between an into a new uh document you know without because all it does has is like two buttons on it you know yeah and um, also
1: offer it has this weird like layer thing too which i don't quite yeah
0: get. you know it's one of those things where it solves a problem but what who it's good for is the exact opposite of who i am because i can't draw exactly so for somebody who can't draw it is yeah. it is like huh <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but for somebody who could draw and wants to, like, go sit in the park and illustrate, but also right. have it into a computer, the question is, I mean, I guess it's bringing it into – it's doing it all vector. So I guess if you brought it into Illustrator, it's all – because otherwise, you think, why not just draw on a piece of paper and scan it?
1: No. Well, I think what it's doing – so let's 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 look at it really quickly, analytically, style. So what what is a, a, a digitizing tablet doing? It is simply taking – the X and Y coordinates of your pen and yep. then the level of pressure, you know, the recording, you know, any, all of the events that occur over time. Right. Yep. And then it's, it's basically just reporting those to the computer. So I think what my, my hunch is what the, what the inkling is, is it's basically just recording all that crap. And then it basically, when you plug it back into your computer, it plays it back, quote unquote, to Photoshop as if you had just digitized that stuff on a proper. You think that's how it Stella. works? Yeah, that's my that's my gut. That's okay. How I, I it's guess.
0: interesting. I, you know, I, I'll I'll be. We'll put a link in the show notes because mm-hmm. it's a it's a really neat idea. Mm-hmm. If it actually works as well as they say it does, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, the inkling. So yeah, yeah no. there's something that like okay, it's an input device, but for people who can actually draw. What's interesting about it is that it's in some ways sort of um, there there will be artists who are teenagers now Mm -hmm. who never use an airbrush and never use or whatever and to them this is going to feel like wait what was this weird thing they made for five or ten years because (laughs) there were people who used to do this on paper
1: yeah Gideon's kid uh, he's like three years old and I, you know, it'd be interesting to have a chat with
0: him in 20 years from now. It's like, yeah, hey,
1: remember when your dad got that thing? He's like, Oh, he's yeah, like the first I thing I thing. ever
0: drew on was an iPad or whatever. You well, know, I think little kids still use crayons and you understand what I'm trying to say. Like, I do. Know, though, for I seriously. Do. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's amazing though. How much, how much of a, sp- uh, a big span there is between the way people like to interact with their computer, you know? Yeah, um, uh,
1: I think it's exciting, man. Like and you I, and
0: I, you and I like the trackball, and I got my sister turned on to the trackball mm-hmm. a while back. Uh, and it's like for people who get sold on the big trackball, everything else just kind of feels like really. You still use a mouse, you know? Um, <laughs> I still use
1: a mouse for all kinds of stuff, man. Yeah, I,
0: whenever I sit down at one, I mean, I can use it, but it feels weird to me. Like it feels like I'm 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 on vacation. <laughs> Does that yeah. make sense. You're a guest. You're not. Yeah, yeah like, not like I'm like ooh. I'm... Here's a mouse. Yeah, You yeah, know. I hear that. I wish they were smaller that you could bring them with you more easily. What? That's the only balls? thing about. Yeah, the trackball. I mean, it's just it's big. Like you're not going to carry it on vacation. It's with true. You. It is
1: a little too big. They, I mean, uh, they make smaller ones, but we've we've already talked. It'd be nice if Kensington made like if you if you like take the um like like I'm looking at my my Turbo Mouse, yep. or whatever it's called. And it, imagine if we could just make it like so that the entire the thing was part? the silver part exactly, yeah. and and that would be that's like you know what twenty five percent smaller. Yep. you know and then yeah. you'd have the ball it would be the same size and uh that should that would be that would be super cool it is cool all so right we'll, so if, yeah. if
0: if anyone has any questions for us yeah we uh, love
1: questions we do send them we should we should actually um, we're
0: officially this is official okay
1: this is official statement right here right you ready, ready? we are soliciting it. questions we want you to ask us stuff that we can answer for you okay it's a challenge i challenge you
0: listener so how Dan? How are they supposed to get a hold of us?
1: Oh my God! How 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 are, the, there's how are so they many not ways. supposed to get so a hold of ways. us? So many ways! Oh my! Sh- oh wow! So many uh, ways. Let's think. Uh, well, one way you could you could participate in in the sort of discussion that sometimes happens after an episode is posted to our blog, which is uh, conveniently located at circuitous.tv. And in case you don't know how to spell it, it's c-i-r-c-u-i-t-o-u-s uh, circuit. You know, has a UIT at the end of it, which is a fun word. Yeah. Uh, so, circuitous TV is our is our podcast's blog, and every time we post an episode, there's a a room, a little a little area down there for uh, for discussion, comments, and what have you. So you can definitely leave a question there. Uh, if you want to be a little bit more uh, private or discreet, uh, you can also send us an email. We have uh, the email address uh, circuitousconversations at gmail set up, so you can do that. Uh how else, Bill? What's another way that they could get a hold
0: of us? Twitter. They could they could use oh, the Twitters. Yes. Twitter. Uh we have at circ conv, uh, CircConv, uh C I R C C O N V. Right. Uh that is the main Circuitus Conversations Twitter account. But there's also at Dan Gottesman and at Bill Wadman. Right. We have um, our own
1: Twitter accounts which are We
0: do, which are chock full of all kinds of
1: useless knowledge
0: oh yeah hey one last thing before we leave i was just reading this morning that uh eugene atche you know who that is a photographer from the turn of the last century i want to say yeah he's a french guy took all these pictures of paris like as they were tearing it down parts of it that Um, was french yeah yeah he's fantastic Mm. but uh only really became famous after his death Mm. but in his entire life he exposed ten thousand negatives that's it yep and it it kind of got me thinking about our conversation at lunch the other day about the people who literally will take ten thousand pictures a day. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, I mean about ten thousand a day.
0: Okay, a thousand, thousand a, day. a day, though. Yeah. yeah, in a week they'll take ten thousand. Yeah, uh, and it just kind of cracks me up that like this guy in his entire career took ten thousand negatives. Yeah, uh, was- his entire life, and he was an old man when he died. Um, but yeah, so send us your questions and we will answer them. And uh, we will see you next week, probably with a guest next week. We'll, I'm working on that. Nice.
1: All right. I like it when we have
0: guests. Yeah, you like the
1: guests. I do. But I think everyone likes guests. And, yes. and that's, hey, if you, the listener, have a, a suggestion for a guest, someone
0: we can get on particularly
1: horn. cool or famous. Famous people are always great. So if you know someone famous you think would be fun for us to talk to, hook us up, yo.
0: Yeah. Hook a brother up. All right. So till next week. We'll later. see you later. Bye.